0: Hey, it's Claire here. Can I ask you a question? How important is psychology in marketing to you? Psychology plays an important role in the marketing mix and marketers need to have a solid understanding of human behavior to be successful. When you know how it works, it can help you to lavish in your marketing and influence the buying decision of your prospects. In today's episode, our guest, Lindsay, is going to share five strategies for service business to link strategically from website to social media so you can anticipate your customer needs and connect with them on a deeper level. Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up,
1: boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business.
0: If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in direct right place. So let's dive in. Lindsay is in the
2: house. How are you? I'm great. How are you
1: guys? Very, very well. I am so happy that you are on the podcast now because for anyone tuning in right now, I was on Lindsay's show as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, having the opportunity to have you here. And talk about marketing strategies and marketing psychologies. I want to give a little bit of a backstory. So, me and Lindsay, of course, connected on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She popped on my screen with a carousel and then she popped back again with a video.
0: <laughs> and, what now. Yeah. So,
1: and then I was like, wow, I love her style. I think she's brilliant. She shares so many key points about marketing psychology and then we started talking on DMs and I was like, well maybe we should do a collab. So we did a collab on carousels. So maybe it was was he a year and a half ago? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, I think right? so. And then I was like, wait a minute. I and then of course we started following each other and then she invited me to the show last year. Her podcast, which is amazing. And then I was like, well it's time for you to come to us now. So welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I will have you know, you know, I'm always so busy doing my own podcast, so you are actually my first podcast that I'm a guest on. So I am honored.
1: You we know, thank you. I would love you to start sharing a little bit about who is Lindsay and what's your superpower?
2: Yeah. So I always say that I help passionate business owners build a strong digital presence online um to bring in more leads online. Um, So I started Berta Marketing um, quite a few years ago and have been full time in it for a couple of years now. And so for my superpower, I would say my superpower is turning your passion into showing up with purpose online. Um, And I always say I work with passionate business owners because that passion makes all the difference, Um, you know, in your drive and your willingness to show up. And, you know, we know how important that digital presence is now and showing up online. So you know, I always say my passion is helping you grow yours. Um, And it's not about just doing one thing online, right? It's about um, social, it's not just about social media, or just a website or just email, but having all those channels work seamlessly together to, you know, build that strong digital presence. So again, like I say, um, build awareness online, build trust. And um So yeah, my superpower is helping you build a strong digital presence online.
1: That's brilliant. And I love the point that you share. And this is what I love about your page. And for anyone that doesn't follow you, we will put your account on the show notes because you have such a different angle of explaining marketing. You know, it's really popular right now in our industry to just go on a page where people tell you how to grow on Instagram. People tell you how to do video, how to do reels, how to use trending audio, you know, all that stuff is great, but it's really channeled to one platform. So what about if you don't want to be in that platform, or if you have a brand that requires to be in different platforms because your target audience is not on Instagram? So your approach, it's about, it's a 360 approach, I will say. It's really interesting. And I love the fact that you are teaching to your audience how to build an ecosystem of marketing rather than a marketing strategy alone. So the question that I have for you is, Lindsay, what is that one challenge you will say your client comes to you for when it comes to social media? I'm always really interested about that because everybody has a different experience on that.
2: Yeah. So I'd say for me, it's people are overwhelmed. So yeah, they're just overwhelmed. There's so many places you're being told to show up online and to, you know, post every single day and just do all of these things. And most people didn't start their business because they wanted to do marketing, unless you are in marketing, <laughs> like yeah. me, uh, right? No, you don't start your business because, you know, you want to be doing all of these marketing things. You you started your business because you want to do what you love doing. So I'd say for me, it's stopping that overwhelm, um, you know, having to manage all of those things you know, that I mentioned, like, it's not just social media, it's not just your website, it's not just email, all of these things have to work together. Um, and so, you know, they need all of these things, but they don't know how to get it all working together to actually bring results. You know, because as you know, when as consumers online, we're not just, um, you know, if we find someone on social media, pretty much our next step is, okay, where's their website, I want more information. Right. Or if we find their website, our next step is typically, um, okay, well, I want to find them on social media and see what they're all about. I want to get to know them better. You know, and all of these things just have to work together. And to be, have to manage all of that when that's not your forte and you want to focus on doing your thing and helping your clients, that I feel like that overwhelm of knowing they need those things but not knowing how it all works together and what they even need to ask. You know, if they're if they're looking for someone to help with that stuff, And that's why I even put out a free resource of, you know, what to watch for when you're outsourcing your marketing or here's what you need. Um, Because a lot of people know they need marketing. But again, that overwhelm of, okay, well, what do I need? How do I have to have it work together? How's it going to get me leads? And if someone's doing it for me, where do I start? Yeah, where do I start? And if someone's doing it for me, how do I know they're doing what needs to be done? Right. So. Um yeah I'd say that's the big one is just overwhelm and just knowing how knowing what all you need um yeah because there's a lot as you know that goes into digital marketing there's so much
1: <laughs> Absolutely I agree yeah. and I love how you explained that because it is so common to see people doing right one thing and then one focus of marketing, let's say you do very good social media, you're very good at social media, you have your followers, et cetera, but the consumer journey is very confusing because you don't really know where your next consumer will land from there. Your website's not where right, you don't have any marketing, you don't really have a funnel. So I will say, listening to you, and for anyone listening to this, the word that's coming up for me is strategy. So what would you say? For anyone, first of all, your source about what you should be looking for when it comes to outsourcing marketing, we got to link that on the show notes because I think it can help anyone on our listener to do a better job when it comes to, you know, finding the right person. But I would love you to share a strategy for service-based business to link strategically websites, social media, and service. So we're talking about service-based businesses because this is sort of your jam and I know you have a clear roadmap with that, and I would love you to share that as a little hint of how it is working with you.
2: Yeah. So I always say, like I said, all these things: website, social media, all of that, right? They have to work together. So I don't see your website and social media and all of that. I don't see them as separate. I see them as partners, I guess. Right? They they have to right They have to accompany each other. They're stronger together. Here's, I guess, an overall framework of of how I do it. So you want to use social media to build that awareness, build an audience, humanize your you know business because people want to get to know the person they're going to be working with, especially as a service based business. Like that's huge. If you're showing up online, or if you're if your competitor is showing up online but you're not, um, mm. and you're going to work one on one with someone, you already feel like you know that person. You're going to call that person. You're going to call the person you can see and hear and talk to. So. Again, using social media to build an audience and build that awareness, um, but then having a website as your—I always call your website your online hub because your grandson foundation, because it is—it's the place you own and it's where you're going to be driving all your traffic. So again, use social media to build that audience, drive them to your website, and have something valuable on your website—a valuable resource. That could be a free checklist. It could be a guide. It could be something as simple as a quiz. Um, Anything that's valuable and can help your ideal client before they even work with you one-on-one. So give them a taste, right? Give them, um, you know, give them a free sample. Give them a taste of, you know, what you offer and how you can help them. Very true. Yeah. So that's getting them into, starting to get them into that funnel. And then once they download that free resource, you know, ask for an email in return for that. Now you have them on an email list. And what I love about email is no one's just going to give away their email. And um, you know, we we are more selective with who we give our email to. Um, True. Right. So if you start building an email list, you know right off the bat those are already warm leads because anyone who's genuinely interested is going to be giving you their email getting that resource and and actually email has one of the highest rois in marketing and i and that's why because they're already interested um before you start you know pitching those emails to them you know it's just this journey of like funneling people into that email and then once they're on your email you can again, provide more value, provide more information, more helpful resources for them in that sense, and sell as well, you know, sell in the email. Let know that you are available to them. Um, and just this sequence and slowly getting people into this funnel, it gives them time to get familiar with you, get familiar with your offer. Um, you then know who's actually truly interested, because as we said, people don't just give away their email, you know, on a whim, like they might follow you on
1: It's like filtering, isn't it?
2: It is, yeah. Because like on social media, you know, followers are great. We love our audience, but people might see something and just follow on a whim and then never really be interested in your content after that, right? Very true. Right. It's good for them because they are taken on this journey and they have time to get to know you and make that decision. It doesn't feel pushy to them, right? They're in control. And then for you, again, you know that you're building audience through that email of interested prospect. It's just, that's kind of a general digital framework that I would use to nurture and convert uh, people into clients. Hey,
0: it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. I love that. And
1: I love how you explain it so analytically because it makes so much sense. And, you know, I always think about, from my perspective, when I talk about social media with clients, I always, for example, explain at what stage people find you so if they find you on social media which for me is like the storefront you know it's like where people will find you most likely you will be found through a piece of content and you know the consumer journey has different stages people don't know they have a problem that's stage number one and you probably are doing some awareness about by the way you might have this problem Stage number two is like, now I know I have a problem. I don't really know how to solve it. So your content is giving a few actionable tips that people can work with. Stage number three, it's about, okay, I have a problem. I know I need a solution. I kind of know what this solution is about. I don't really know what this solution can do for me. I don't know if it's right. And then stage number four, I know I have a problem. I know the solution I need. I don't know where to buy it from. And this is where you go... And you have your funnel in place. Your content is generating demand and it's generating interest and generating awareness about what you're selling. And then your your service, the one that tailors everything together is what people can find, and they can you know invest into giving you their email, like you said. And emails are interesting because I don't know about you, but it's really rare that I am subscribed to emails. I will always see emails. And I might not open all of them, but you are there in my inbox. Compared to the your might so maybe not.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a more exclusive club. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you brought up too about the whole uh, customer/client journey because that I you know a, a mistake we see you know on social media a lot, or just in general on your website, on anything in digital marketing is sell, sell, sell. Like people are just selling, 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 instead of giving away you know, that value and, you know, I know we say that all the times, give away value, but it's true. You know, people want to try before they buy. And if they're not even aware, like you said, that they have a problem um, or maybe they know they have the problem, but they don't even know there's a solution that exists, all of those things, you know, that's what your content's going to show. Absolutely. And I think the key takeaway here is,
1: you know, we talk about educational content. What is the purpose of that? I always mention this with my tribe and it's about, we always say this with the Digital Bosses tribe. It's about educating your audience to act on your offer, not thinking that your free content is a replacement of that. So I think that's a big takeaway there for anyone confused how content marketing might work. Content marketing is an avenue of digital marketing. So it is a very key point that I would like, you know, to share here today. And I wanna link to something you share recently in your page. Because you talked about the mirror exposure theory in one of your posts. I remember reading this and I was like, wow, this is so well explained. I know what it is. And I kind of study about it, but I never really executed to the way and to the degree you explained it. So I would love you to dive into this with anyone listening right now and to explain what that is, what this mirror um, exposure theory is, and how can they apply it to their service based business?
2: yeah so i love all things psychology um you know uh, just stepping back here real quick even when i started in college i was drawn to psychology right i was drawn to psychology and um but then realized well i don't want to study just psychology because i'm a very creative person right so i want to how how can i you know what else is available to find? right yeah so you know, as I started studying communications and marketing and all of that, I was like, wow, it is all heavily, heavily based in psychology. Everything. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because when you are, no matter what business you're in, you're in the human business and we're selling to humans. And I think a lot of people forget that side of things when they're trying to sell. They think they have an amazing service or product and they probably do. But they forget that human side of it, too, of like, it's going to take time for people to get familiar with you. It's going to take time for people to come to trust you. Um, and all of that takes time and that boils back down to these psychological theories and one of them yes is the mere exposure theory and i I love this one because it's so simple Um, and as soon as you hear it you'll be like yeah that makes a lot of sense and it's the theory that we come to preference things merely because we've been exposed to them over time so the more you're exposed to something the more you come to know and trust it i mean it's why we don't you know it's why we're hesitant around strangers But we would trust our best friend with anything, right? And it's just, right? It's just as simple as that. It's the more you're exposed to something, the more you come to preference it, trust it. Um, And so that is no different from you as a business owner showing up online. The more you show up, the more people can get familiar with you, get to know you, learn to trust you. Um, And it really is as simple as that, that... The more they see your face, the more they hear your voice, they are just going to preference you over someone they can't. You know, it's like I said earlier, if your competition is showing up online, showing up on video, talking to their audience, but you don't, they're already going to feel a connection with that other person because they feel like they know them, right? So they're going to preference them merely because that other person has shown up and, you know, exactly. So mere exposure, that's what it is. You know, you merely show up and you, um, you know, expose your face and your voice and your personality and all of that. Um, Yeah. And people get familiar with that and comfortable with that. And you become, likely become their first choice uh, when they're ready to buy. I love that. And it's so true
1: because if I think about the way each and every one of us purchase anything or take action on anything, it's true familiarity. Familiarity triggers connection and execution. I think these are two key points. And it reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the series of We Work on Apple TV, um, where how they have heard of it. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's brilliant. So, for if you never watched it and you are into, you know, entrepreneurship kind of series, this is a brilliant one. Well, it's how they build a co cool working space around New York for the first time. And he said something that I thought was really interesting because he was like, it's not about how big your logo is because it, it was always about being in the tallest building in Manhattan to be seen. And it was like, it's not about no. how big your logo is, it's how tall you are. Because the taller, the more seen you can be, and the more they see you, they might see you today. They might see you tomorrow. They could be called familiar. And they will, they will know doesn't matter which angle of Manhattan you are going to be, you will see the logo. So you will remember yeah. that as soon as you need that thing. You're gonna remember that. And you might not buy it straight away, but you will surely go to the website and see and see what it's about. And if you think about marketing sure. and the way social media works, it's about consistency and it's about familiarity. So this happens with like the amount of posts and amount of content that you put there. And in traditional marketing it would be oh, how present are we? Where are we? And it can be on buildings, you know, when you live in a big city or it can be on traditional media. Uh, with the amount of advertising he pushed out. But I thought that was a very, that made me think about that. I thought that was a very interesting angle because you covered on that. I was like, oh, that's exactly what he was meaning. But watch that series. It's really good.
2: Yeah, that is really interesting and it makes a lot of sense too. And, you know, it's like anything with, um, like you said, it could be the tallest building. It could be, um, it could even be word of mouth. It could be your content online. I mean, just think about if someone, if a new restaurant or a new store opens in your area and everyone's talking about it, right? And you haven't gone yet. You don't even really, like, it's just not on your radar. But you're like, man, everyone keeps talking about that. Maybe I should check it out. I keep hearing about that. I keep seeing that or I keep seeing that commercial. And then, um, you know, there's another theory that kind of goes off of this too. It's the batter meinhoff phenomenon or, or frequency bias. And these kind of go hand in hand with the mirror exposure theory. And that is once you are introduced to something, you will begin to see it everywhere. It's that first introduction. So maybe someone says, maybe someone says, you know, this new store opened or I heard about this new service and you don't think anything of it. But then a couple of days later, you see an ad on social media for it. And then a couple of days later, you see an ad as you're watching YouTube or you see uh, maybe you get a mailer, um, you know, all of these things. You start to see them once you've been introduced to it
1: you become familiar with it exactly you know what i am obsessed with psychology i read so many books about it and it is one of my biggest passions so i could talk about this forever and it is one of the reasons why i think communication is really interesting i you know i'm a big disney fan for example and i do love how disney connects different generation through different movies so for example something that they do really well with nostalgic marketing, which is another avenue of using nostalgia as a psychology trick, it's how they will always put a line or a character that is very, very similar to a classic. And the reason why they do that is because they want to link the parent with the son in the same message. So they will do, I remember seeing that on the Princess and the Frog, which was the last um, movie that was not Pixar. And the way they did it was so interesting to me because it was, it was, of course, a different movie. It's about New Orleans. It's about, um, you know, it's about the Mardi Gras. It's a very cool cartoon. I loved it. And I watched it after I'd been to New Orleans. <laughs> it was really, I remember we were talking about New Orleans when I was going. I remember we were chatting on the end. And I watched this and I was like, this reminds me of a different movie in many ways and then i was looking and they use a specific line from snow white yeah and you know i was just thinking wow that must be a strategy we're talking mm-hmm. about this day we're not talking about you know the first person on block we're talking about people that are genius in marketing and i, l- I look into that and it's called cool. they use this thing called nostalgic marketing which is about using a line or a character that has the same look or the same features of an old character from a classic movie this will be a reminder for the parent watching the movie with the kid about their childhood but it will be a new connection and a new memory for the kid in the current childhood but that's the combination that's the connection between the parent and the kid and i thought that was fascinating because i didn't realize until i searched into that how many times i have been exposed to this, and how many times i seen it but i never linked it so that's by psychology as well and you know yeah end of the day entertainment it's it's marketing so it's fascinating
2: yeah well i mean even think about that with music how we do that like um even movies and stuff that come out now that you know our generation you know people in their 30s and even you know 40s and whatever You know, we're now in that space of like creating media and content, all that. And it's like, I notice, you know, we can play on um, those feelings like that nostalgia you're talking about by pulling old um, songs and putting them in new movies or, yeah, um, or or no, I just, just, yeah, or remixing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that everywhere. And it's so powerful. Well, Lindsay, you have
1: been. A powerhouse of information as usual. And I'd love you to share where people can find you and carry on this conversation with you.
2: Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on, uh, like I said, uh, Berta Marketing is uh, my company. So you can find me online at bertamarketing.com. And I, of course, I'm on a lot of the socials. So you can find me at Berta Marketing on Instagram, on TikTok. You can find me, Lindsay Berta, on LinkedIn. And like you mentioned earlier, thank you. I also have a podcast. And actually just recently um, rebranded the uh, the podcast. And so the new name is Passion to Purpose, the power of digital marketing. Um, and so that, yeah. so um, yeah, I noticed, like I said, you know, I talk with a lot of businesses who are, business owners who are just, they're passionate about what they do. Like that's why we're all here, right? We're passionate about what we do and turning that passion into something profitable and, and purposeful online um is is really we're (laughs) doing
1: all right that is it for today now that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you but let me tell you a secret the best conversations actually happen after the show over at the digital bosses page on instagram you're more than welcome to join the tribe there we have incredible conversations and it's full of action taker business owners just like you so we cannot wait to see you there Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story, and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners, and we cannot wait to share yours, too. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you with Claire, same time, same place, next week.